there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Scottish Cup final, Saturday, June the 3rd. It's going to be Celtic against Inverness, Cali Thistle. The Highlanders winning against Falkirk, 3-0, comfortable on Saturday. And then yesterday at Hamden, 1.30. It was Jota was the difference, or was it the mistake by the Rangers' defence when they switched off? Barry Ferguson is here, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, the former Rangers captain, and the former Celtic star, Peter Grant, as well. Peter, yet again, five games this season, four wins for Celtic and one draw. How big was that for Celtic? Massive, Paul, because it's so important you always beat Rangers. As we keep saying it, there's no such thing as a gimme in any of the games. It's always difficult. I think Celtic have played better in other games. Um, I think the last three Celtic Rangers matches have not played at their best. But they still find a way. And they say yesterday they were fantastic without the ball, I thought, again. You know, they worked really hard. And obviously Carter Vickers was outstanding along with Starfelt in the middle of the, the six-yard box and the balls came in that Rangers came in with. Rangers had a couple of chances, should have done better with. Um, but I think all, all in all, when you look at the game as a whole, he would say Celtic were the better side. I thought over the piece when you look at it for 90 minutes, you know, I mean, as a team. I look at Rangers had their moments for sure, but I thought oh, over the piece, Celtic were the better side. Barry, you've won many trebles as the captain of Rangers. It looks as though Celtic are on course for a treble. How disappointed were you for Rangers? They said we're going to get better. Did they get better? Um, no, it's all about winning the, the game. Um, you, you can say they did okay between the... 18-yard boxes, um, but what really matters, Paul, is um, inside both boxes, uh, Celtic's goal, they switched off, there was four different phases, they could do a lot better, and um, as Granted just says there, they certainly had chances in the second half, where probably Sakala's the one that jumps out of you, where he, he's got to at least hit the target, um, so it's it's the same thing we say after the, the last um, few old firm games, frustrated, disappointed, and now Michael Beale um, has got five games to have a look at probably players who have not had a lot of game time and see who are the ones that are going to carry on into, into next season and then get into next season. It's a big summer for Rangers because I've maintained it's been um, changes needed. There's a lot of surgery needed to this squad. And I, I said four or five players, but now I'm looking at pff, double that. Um, so it's going to be a big summer ahead for Rangers. Could be up to 10 players, new. Yep, I think there's there's change needed, no doubt about it. Um, you look at Celtic, Grant, you mentioned that. I've seen Celtic play better, but they show a resilience. Um, and just Rangers um, come up short, that's that's all I can say. So I can use a lot of different words, probably the two are frustrated and disappointed. Celtic fans absolutely delighted. The Rangers fans, well, feeling what is going to happen. This is not, it's major surgery now, as Barry has just said. Not four or five players, Peter, nine or ten. We'll talk 
to you in a moment or two talk about Celtic as well we're going on to the lines in a second or two quick uh, clips from the managers first of all Ange Postacoglu he's in the final yeah look um, really proud of the group uh, you know, we had to earn it today which as you should in a, in a semi-final and um, you know we kind of knew what was at stake and you know, Rangers kind of this was their last opportunity to sort of um, you know, gain some success as well. So we knew it was going to require all the facets of our game, and uh, I thought we did that. You know, we played our football when we needed to. We uh, we defended you know, really strongly when we needed to, and and throughout it all, just underpinned by just a unbelievable work ethic this group of players has. And um, you know, they they found a way to overcome the challenge again, and it's a credit to them. Peter, they have found a, a way to overcome against Rangers. Well, if you look back to what we said last week, how hard they work off the ball. But they're not playing as well. I mean, that, there wasn't really many play. And I hear the manager talking about the facets of play or periods of play that they had. There wasn't much of that from Celtic yesterday. They didn't dominate in the respect to that. Have ten passes and have total control and knock it about here, there, and everywhere. But they still found a way. They made it so difficult for Rangers to get any momentum by closing the ball down, doing these small jobs. As I said, we spoke about last week. Mieda was magnificent at doing it. He runs back. But not just him, Kyogo were all doing it. I mean, I, I thought Lundstrom was very lucky early in the game. He was trying to lay his marker down on Kyogo. I thought he was very lucky, actually, because I think he's picked his target there and try and kill the Chief, really. And I, I thought nowadays, maybe in our day you'd get away with it, but nowadays I definitely thought he was very, very lucky. The fact that it was, what, two minutes or something that but the referee went... How, like, how you can't yeah. even get a yellow card? Yeah, Barry? I, I think that yeah. was the reason, because it was so early in the game, but he was lucky. Yeah. Um, I've seen red cards given for it, but probably I would have said a, a booking, but I think he's got away with yeah, it because it was so early sure. in the game. Absolutely. Listen, here's Gary from the Gorbals on the line, a big Celtic fan. Gary, good evening. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Yep. Hi, good, Gary. Thank you. Um, but he's been better. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was still on holiday. <laughs> Gary, what are you thinking? What are the main points for you? Uh, I just, as I say, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the greatest of games, to be fair. It was, it was quite kind of stop start. And as I say, there's a lot of challenges flying in. But, you know, I thought for, for our part, especially in the second half, obviously getting the goal at that time in the game kills, kills Rangers going into the half time break. It probably changes Michael Beale's team talk somewhat. Um, and I and I just think second half we were kind of hanging on at times. Um, you know we didn't really get up the park as as much as a bit of, of light. And obviously Kyogo wasn't on the ball. He 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 didn't get as much service as a bit of light. But you know what Kyogo um, ran himself into the ground off the ball yesterday. It was just literally into everything. Playing so deep, having to play so deep, obviously to get to get possession. I thought Dyson Maida was excellent. But for me. Carter Vickers I mean to get that guy for six million pounds is an absolute steal in, in this day and age I mean the you know it, it put his for a guy that's going in for a knee operation now to, to put himself on the line especially with that chance when Morelos, when Morelos came in yeah. you know to clear the ball and take a real slow one um, he jumps up he wins the header again you know I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic Barry how good is Carter Vickers? He was a mensch yesterday. He, he was, and he has been, let, let's be honest, the, the first when he first came up, the first six months, he, he probably took time to adjust to the Scottish game, but I, I think he's been, um, since Postacoglu's made a permanent deal in the summer, he, he, he's been probably up there with Kyogo and Callum McGregor as um, one of Celtic's most important players. And that's something that you'd probably label against Celtic at times, defensively, they're no strong, but I thought... Not just Carter Vickers, I thought Starfelt alongside him, that was probably yeah. one of his 
best games yeah. that I've seen um, and they defended everything that came into the box seemed to be glued to Carter Vickers' head he won everything coming in and yep he was before the the standout player of, of yesterday's game Peter I think the most important thing about him he loves defending and he remembers he's a defender mm. he can use the ball I mean he's no fool with the ball but the most important thing when you are a defender and young boys nowadays forget that you know I, I look at the Rangers team and I think a lot of their players forget their defenders they all say oh, they're great going forward they create chances they score goals yeah yeah that's brilliant but remember you're a defender and that's the one thing Carter Vickers does Starfelt does it exceptionally well as well because we've got to remember he was getting a lot of criticism it's difficult playing on your left hand side when you're not a natural left sider yeah. either but I think he's got stronger and they love the battle you know and you, with the centre halves and you're giving up opportunities and you've got people like that defending their box with a willingness to defend that is the difference a willingness to put their head in where it's going to hurt and that separates them from the rest of the boys in the division and listen that performance yesterday could uh, probably maybe put them the nod ahead of Kyogo as player of the year okay the key moment came just before half time Michael Beale has spoken about the moment when his team switched off no it can't and you think like it's happening a lot of the big games this year for the club uh, no one's meaning to make mistakes but in the big moments we have done no, I don't know. I don't know. We throw them big words out, mentality and character and things like that. We've switched off. Like two or three players have switched off. It's they know they're in there. They're kicking themselves. It's a big moment in their careers. It's it, it's a it's a costly moment for all of us as a football club. No one went out there to switch off. We did. It was clear two or three did. Um, and they score. And fair play to them in that moment. They're alive. We're not. Barry, it was almost bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know he says two or three. I thought it was five or six players switched <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, you, you know what Celtic are all, all about. Whether it's throw-ins or free kicks, they get their hand in the ball and they play as quickly as possible when it's a free kick, yeah. what obviously Callum McGregor had. Ryan Kent, go and just stand in front of the ball and take a booking. Mm -hmm. Stop Celtic for going forward. Then obviously they go forward. What about Raskin himself? Sorry. At yeah, that point. go go and yeah. deal with it. And if you're expecting Barisic or Lundstrom or whoever's about, go and you deal with it first. Then have a pop at them. Um, then obviously he doesn't react to it. Barisic doesn't. Lundstrom doesn't. Mieda comes from behind Barisic. And to be fair to Mieda, he plays an, a a great ball. But then Tavernier's caught flat-footed. He's got to open his, open his body and be aware of where uh, Jot is. So. In whole, it's a, a real, real poor goal to, to lose. But as Michael Beale says there, it's happened a number of times in the big games. And when you switch off against good teams, they do one thing and they punish you. And that's what Celtic did yesterday. Look at Maida. Brilliant. Alert to it. But that's, listen, it's not just happening. It happens every game. If they're at Celtic part, the ball's on sometimes too quick because the other ball's already still on the pitch and it comes on too quick and the referee stops it. But they play so quick all the time at Celtic Park. At Hamden, you're expecting there's a little bit less time or more time, sorry, because the ball's not going The ball's still in play. So and how, that's... Sorry, how could they switch off? Because Barry sat here last year on his birthday when <laughs> Rangers took that big defeat at Celtic Park. This is last year. Yeah. Happened again this year and said you can't switch off for a second. How, how can they do that? Paul, wait, since wait. we've been kids, yeah. hand on it and play. Because hand on means the ball's not rolling because yeah. if it's rolling ball, you can't play. Anything like that you're playing, don't take your eye off the ball. Mm. Always keep your eye on the ball. Don't run back into position when you're back to the game. But take that all in it and then it comes into the back post. Yep. Look at Jota's movement. And the thing you have to say as a far defender is, if you can't see the man in ball, you're in the wrong position. Mm. you learn that since you're a knee-height grasshopper. Mm. Let's be perfectly honest with you. And you're talking about constantly it happens. 
It's not a one-off. He's talking about mentality words. Michael Beale's got to be careful because it's him that uses the words. And he keeps putting them out there to everybody. So he can't pick and choose when he uses mentality and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That tells you he's got to remember what he says to the press up here. Because sure. they're asking the question that he talks about. And that is... That, if that had come into Celtic's box, Celtic mm. would have cleared it. Right. Because that's what I'm saying, the difference between Carter, Vickers, Starfelt, and that at this moment in time, Alistair Johnson at right back, what he's got, he's got a desire to defend, even if they've made the mistake. Gary, stay with us, we're going to come back to you. Here's Martin, a Rangers fan on the line from Motherwell. Hi, hi Martin, you're through. Do you want to ask Barry about that, about that moment when Rangers switched off? Um, no, uh, I've got a different kind of point. I'm, I'm not that disappointed that Rangers switched off because human error happens all the time. Mm -hmm. You cannot get away from that. Whether it's playing Inverness, Calisans, Los Celtic, accidents happen. I'm more concerned at the fact that accidents seem to be happening too common due to the fact that our team is just not good enough yet. Well, Barry's just said it needs, what, nine, ten players. Would you agree, Martin? That's, that's exactly why I'm phoning yeah. up. Um, I think Barisic, hot and cold. We've still got to see what um, Yilmaz can do. Obviously, he's been injured. Tavernier, we need somebody to challenge him. It looks like Suter's coming through no bad. I'm a fan of Davis. I'm a fan of Goldson. So I'm not too worried about the midfield. But uh, Sorry, the defence. Yeah. But I think from midfield to forward line... We need about nine players. We need a left winger, a right winger. Davis is probably going to go. I would like Jack to go as well. I would keep holding Arfield because he would run through a brick wall for you. But we need another two strikers because it looks like Alfredo's gone. He's, he's not interested. Ryan Kent's not interested. I don't think we've had a good winger since Daniel Candace. So two strikers, left wing, right wing. Probably three centre midfielders to fight it out with Cantwell and Rafton and a goalkeeper, but there is big, big changes needed. And that's big, big money, Barry. Yeah, that, that's the problem. It depends how much Michael Beale's got in the kitty, but uh, he did say a couple of weeks ago that it is the, the biggest budget that a Rangers manager had for a, a number of years. And also, there's a lot of money going to be um, left over with people getting out of contract because uh, guys like Morelos, Kent's, um, are on big salaries so there's a lot of work to be done and he knows that and listen to his, his, his pressers throughout the last couple of weeks it looks to me if he's got some business done but there's still a lot of hard work to be uh, to be done and it's going to be a big big summer um, for Rangers because it's not just about bringing in pl good players you need certain guys who can handle the demands and the expectations um, that's one where he needs to go and he needs to sit down and eyeball these guys that he's interested in and make sure they're the right characters to come into Rangers because what they need to do next season is to get off to a flyer and they need to stop Celtic Celtic are, it looks to me if they're going to be no disrespect to Cali Thistle it looks to me if they're going to be winning the treble and Rangers can't let that happen again and uh, that was yeah. that was their last opportunity yesterday they had to stop it and they didn't do enough, which is the big, the biggest frustration for me was um, uh, looking into the game. It was that all about stopping Celtic yesterday winning the treble. I heard Ali saying it's not all about that, but I think everybody's got their own opinions. Sure. It, my yeah. opinion was you had to try and stop Celtic for winning a treble yesterday, and that was the opportunity that Rangers had. Well, we were in the same situation '89. We'd won a double a year before. Rangers were going for the treble. 
in the following year and we won one nil. we Joe Miller scored and that was all it was it was forget how we play make sure we win this game you know we can't so have getting a, a major trophy yeah, isn't and it? there's nothing worse yeah, when somebody's sure. celebrating next door to you there's nothing worse <laughs> especially yeah. if it's Rangers that's for sure and you had to make sure you by hook or by crook you won that game and listen, you couldn't say the boy, the Rangers boys didn't try or anything like you know, no. just not good enough. And the biggest point that Barry made there, he must have been reading my mind, that's what I was thinking, it's not the players. There's, a, there's loads of players you can go out and buy. There's loads of players you can go out and get. But players that can play for Rangers, that's different. Mindset? A hundred percent. Now they're talking. When they pull that jersey on, does it get too big for them? Can they play in front of you when they're getting criticism and it's not going particularly well for them? Because I look at them now and I look through that team and I'm saying... Who am I want to go to war with? There's no money. That's but, fact. That nobody can argue with that. That's fact. Who am I going to war with? I'm thinking, well, mm. and that's I'd hate that to get labelled with anybody if it was you're building a sort of squad to say, right, this is what we need. If you're going to win things, you can have you can have a team. But if you're going to win things, you've got to be able to go to war when things are not going well for you. And I believe that's the difference between Celtic because I think in the last three Celtic Rangers games, Celtic have not played anywhere near their capabilities. They still managed to do it. And, and going going on yesterday's game, Granny makes a good point. I I think they're trying. There's no yeah, doubt. Absolutely. They're, they're going out and they're, they're trying their best. Yeah. It's just that lack of quality in the final third where it matters. And then defensively, you can't switch off. And I keep repeating it. If you switch off against good teams, they, they punish you. And that's what Celtic did yesterday. I, I really think they had won. That was the only real, real opportunity yeah. they had. And they made it count. Gary, final word before the break. Martin, thanks for that call. Gary, what about that moment though? Maida's cross and just the fact that he, he spotted the opportunity and what about the way there's a great headline in the record, the brazen header. Of course, uh, <laughs> Jota was in the brazen head a few days ago. Um, tell us about that moment. What did you think of both players? Nicola uh, dies in Maida. He's yep. like the roadrunner. He's never switched off. Um, you know, he's always looking... Uh, two steps ahead kind of thing and, and obviously when I, I mean I thought it was a, a stonewall free kick obviously Don Robertson didn't agree wasn't going to give it and you know all the Rangers players kind of were, were frozen were rooted to the spots obviously for, but for Maida to get in ahead of I can't remember if it was Barisic um, yep. to nip in ahead of Barisic and, and whip a ball in as good as that to Jota said I mean it's bread and butter for a player like Jota but he's still got to get in front of Tavernier get, in, get it on target um, I just I, I thought it was absolutely superb and obviously just to touch on what we were saying about um, you know players that Rangers need Celtic need players as well in the summer to, to, for us to go again the where, do you summer, need, because, where do you need to strengthen? I mean right right back for me personally I think um, because Ralston came on and done a job yesterday but I don't think you can be relying on him potentially as, as a replacement in a Champions League game next season I think up front I think somebody to, to kind of really kind of challenge Kyogo because I'm not too sure of it all yet I, I, I know he's not had a lot of game time yeah. but I think um, and obviously and just to touch on what Barry says finally just you know listen on paper Celtic should go and win a treble but the game's not played on paper and, and we're, we're potentially going to be missing two of the best defenders Carter Vickers and Alistair Johnson for that game so you know listen we've got to go out and, and be professional and, and beat Hearts next week and then and then look ahead to, to the cup final kind of thing. But that's great because that's what I'd be saying if I was a manager anyway. I'd be saying we can't switch off. We have to make sure we go and do our job. As you say, not just in the cup final. Let that go to bed at this yeah. one's that four or five weeks. Let's go and beat Hearts. 
What a fantastic place to go and win it at Tynecastle. Oh. Then come back and celebrate at Celtic Park or Ibrox, whatever. Go and win it as quickly as you possibly can. But the thing is, go and let's beat hearts. And that's what you've got to do. When you've won trophies, you've got to go and win the next game. And then you enjoy it. And it's like being the champions in the summer. You've got six weeks to be champions. That's all you're champions for. You've got to go and win it again. And that's, I think, the mentality that Celtic have compared to what I don't think Rangers have. Can I just say, for a Rangers point of view, I, I, I would know... We've seen Posta Coglu over the last couple of seasons knowing they're not going to sit idle. They're going to go out and buy three or four yeah. players. There's going to be Absolutely. a bit of change there. Um, they're going to try and strengthen and make themselves even better. So this is why I think it's even more important for Rangers because the recruitment, you, I think, has yeah. got to be spot on this summer. Because look what Celtic did with, let's say, Juranovic. You know, before we even knew he'd be going, they already had Alistair. Johnson that's the, the way building. he operates yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and, and to be fair to Michael Beale I think that's what he's mm. trying to do just now because obviously listening up in the pressers he's speaking to players he's travelling he knows where he needs to strengthen so hopefully you get them and the most important I think me and Grant have spoke about it it's getting them in the door the first day of pre-season so they understand what the expectations and the demands of Rangers is all about and getting used to the surroundings because that's what, oh, that that's yeah, what Celtic okay. do. Going to have to go to the break. Barry said the biggest rebuild for Rangers in, well, many, many years, Barry. That's coming up after the break. More from Peter as well. And we're going back on the lines. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney on a Monday with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. It's a tale of two teams, isn't it, this city? The Green Half mm. is absolutely delighted and you heard <laughs> the member for... That wasn't me, Simon. Uh, for the Blue Half of this great city is... Let's hear that again, Barry. Oh, uh, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. Loads of calls coming in. Derek is on the line and I know it's going to be a sigh probably. Derek is a big Rangers fan. Hi, Derek. Hi Paul, good evening, Barry. Evening, Derek. So what are you thinking, Derek? You th yep. How many players do you think Rangers need in the rebuilding, Barry? And do you think it's time to strip Tavernier of the captaincy? So you just missed the start of the programme where you said, for those who have... Yeah, like Derek, I, I, yeah. I said I, I, a number of weeks ago, Derek, probably before or five starters, but the way that I've heard Michael Beale talk and by looking at Rangers over the last couple of weeks, I, I'm thinking it could be probably double that if I'm being honest um, I think it could be a a busy busy summer for Rangers I don't know what you think but um, I, I said a number of months ago I think there was major surgery needed and um, I think that's what's going to happen in, come the summer It'll be interesting to watch it do you think he'd sell anybody that's in contract? The, the, there's a few there's like I think Kamara's going into his final uh, year of his contract he's not played much yep. under Michael Beale and finish international. Yeah. I think Glenn Kamara's a good football player, so he's somebody that could be worth a bit of money. Lindstrom's going into the final year of his contract as well. Um, so there is some players that Hadji just signed a yeah. new contract. Yeah. I think a three or four year contract. So if they're, they're obviously, depending on what budget Michael Beale's got, if he wants a bit more, he might look to players that are in contract. They maybe move them on. I think the big thing for me is whoever he brings in, Derek. They've got to be looking at it better in the respect. They're talking about Kieran Dowell here. Kieran Dowell from Norwich, which is a club obviously I follow yeah. closely. He's hardly played any games. Why? Injuries. Mm. There's no doubt he's talent because I remember him doing an interview with the younger players. I think it was Jack Grealish and that one in the 21s of England. 
and they were all raving about him at this particular time. I think he was at Everton at the time, I'm sure, before he went to Notts Forest, maybe in loan. Yeah. And they were all raving about him as a player. But he never seems to be fit. And you look at what happened, unfortunately, with Big John. Big John had a few yeah. injury problems and he started the season, remember? He, they, they, the sure. so, so-called poor game against uh, Livingston. And everybody's wondering why he was so poor. But he ended up having a fracture or something, yeah. you know? I think they've just got to be very, very careful. You've got Camille Roof, who's out. He's got a year left, I think. Yeah, he's, got he's got a year, got left, a year as left as well. Yeah. He's been out injured and he's been a massive blow. Yeah. You know, you need to get all these guys fit. Then it maybe looks a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know. But you also have to add to that as well. But I think it's imperative that the boys you bring in are starters. Yeah. And not just starters, as I say, can they handle wearing the blue jersey? That's important for them. That's going to be important for them going forward because the fans are not going to accept mm. Celtic yeah. one and treble after treble. And they've, got, and they've yeah. got to hit the ground running. Yeah. And sure. I think Michael Beale knows that. The players that he brings in in the summer have to go straight into the starting mm. eleven, and they've got to produce the goods straight away. Because that that's fans like Derek and all the Rangers fans, that's what they expect. Mm. And if you don't do it, you come in for criticism, but I'm afraid that that's party. Playing with a massive club like Rangers, you, you come in for it. It's no nice at times, but listen, you've got to battle through it and go and show them what it's all about. Derek, what do you feel? I feel the need like a Barry Ferguson, a Kevin Thompson, somebody that can drive the team forward. I don't believe, I didn't see that yesterday. I seen, and you can blame other team players for the Celtic goal. Having here again, position of change because atrocious. He should know, he should know there were a player right there. And he didn't even make an attempt to jump with the player. I, I agree with you I agree with you Derek on that because it's alright saying there's a great ball in for Mieda mm. he's in a terrible <coughs> body position but the determination he jot at a winger which people always say mm. he's not the bravest yeah. and whatever yeah. he was more determined he was going in there to score but I'm saying James Tavani should have been looking at it and saying well I'm making sure there's no going to be a goal I'm inside him no way is he going inside me because time after time Celtic Barisic down one side with a young Abeda yeah. does it constantly so how the full backs are not going in there first it's but, ridiculous actually but it shouldn't be a surprise because you know if if it's a Mieda on the right hand side and Jota's on the left hand side you know for a fact that he's going to become flying in in the back post that's the way that the wide players play for, for Celtic and if it's Jota who's crossing it in I bet a bottom dollar Mieda well, would have been in the back post how many times well. he scored so what about Derek's question the second one to you Barry would you relieve no, I, the captain no, of that? I, I think he no. does enough Look, he, he's not the, the, the kind of motivator and the screamer and shouter on the pitch mm. I, I get that um, Golson's more of that I think he, he's a, a, a big leader but I, I think it would cause too many too many issues and, and problems because um, one thing about James Tavernier is yep he has made some mistakes no doubt about it but he's pulled Rangers out a hole a number of times as well and um, nearly got the goal yesterday or well, created I, it for Rangers, I'm looking at the game yesterday and James Tavernier looks like the most likely guy to score for Rangers and that's your right back and that's a worrying thing yeah. for me he's arguably the best striker at the moment the best goal scorer mm. You know, it's not his position, but look at the goals yeah, that he, he scores. Yeah, he came in, he hit one off the post, and I think he'd done everything right with the header, let's yeah. be honest, that's what you yeah. Grant yeah. will tell yeah. as a, a former manager, you, when the ball comes in, you want him to header it yeah, down. Words, yeah. um, he's just done it too much, and it's unfortunately bounced over the bar, but look, I, I like James Tavernier. I, I get defensively he can be better, um, and I, yesterday, I think if you ask James Tavernier, his body shape's got to be better, you've got to open up and be aware where your, your opponent is. Here's what the manager said afterwards about the rebuild, Derek. Listen, it'll be the biggest rebuild I think this club would have seen in a, in a number of years. And 
It's, you have to be respectful. You're coming in November. You know that change has been made. Every time you come to a press conference, people ask you about it. I've got a group of players that I need to manage and keep moving forward and motivate for the games that I've been here. It's, it's, it's obvious I'm not going to come out and condemn people and send people away. But I think it's also obvious that we're getting to, to the summer and there's going to be some change. If you haven't heard any news now around certain players, it would be um, a miss not to be keep asking the same questions because if you don't hear anything then, and people's contracts are running out, it probably gives you a good indication there's change in the air. And what did he feel about the season overall? Some are fighting for their futures, obviously, and we have to play the games in front of us. It's a big weight and responsibility wearing the shirt for Rangers. It's a huge privilege as well. And next week, Ibrox will be an interesting place, um, but the fans will be there because that's what they do. They support their team and they'll expect their team to win. That's what happens. We need to... This one will sting for a few days, but the problems are not today, are they? The problems are throughout the season. It's been a disappointing season from, from a Rangers fan. From the moment we beat PSV, this season promised a lot more than what it's given. Uh, it's the first season in a couple of years where we haven't won a trophy or we haven't had a big finale to the end of the season. And that's bitterly disappointing uh, me as the manager and, and everybody that's associated with the club. All we can do is move forward and do better. We need to do better. Derek, final thought from you. Uh, I think I've been under pressure, Paul, if it doesn't mean the Champions League put it that way. And I think the fans begin to get restless with them already. And I think it's a big, big building job. And seeing a fair from Norwich, I'm on top of Celtic for it that way. Barry, huge job. But he was brought in for that reason, because this time last year you were heading for Seville. Yeah, just last final. Then, he, yeah. he sounds a bit down. He yeah. sounds a bit like he just wants the season to end and, and get his, his own group of players in. I think he knows that. And it'll be interesting to see the last five games of the season. Now some of the fringe players have not had, had yeah. a lot of minutes. For me... I would give them an opportunity to see right what they're all about because um, there's some yep. players that have not played much mm -hmm. um, so it's an opportunity for them so it'll be interesting to see what type of teams he, he does pick and I'm talking about young guys like right. Lowry, Lowry who's been injured mm -hmm. who's back yeah go and give these young boys the opportunity because it's still a lot to play for because when you play with Rangers you've still got to win got to still win games of football and it's an ideal scenario for me to give these, these young men um, an opportunity going to be quite a rebuild Peter Absolutely. what are you thinking? No I agree and I look at as I say Kieran Dowell we talk about if he's yeah. fully fit he's a good player Jack Butlin who they talk about yeah. both yeah. Barry and that know us we know Jack mm -hmm. because we was at Birmingham when we were there fantastic young goalkeeper he was and he'd done his scaphoid and that was why he didn't probably kick mm -hmm. on at that particular that, Peter, a really, a really what, what, bad injury in his wrist your wrist right you know? sorry, yeah. but to be fair to him he was on the training pitch every day out working with his feet trying to get better with his mm -hmm. feet and he's a top quality goalkeeper 6 foot 5 but he's a top yeah. quality yeah. he's not played a lot of games that's, he, that's he was, what I was just about to say Grant I'm only actually with Big Jack now we've seen him mean unbelievable potential and he's went on he's represented England yeah. he's played at some big clubs but he's not played a lot of yeah, football absolutely with injuries yeah He's at Man United. Yeah, he was on the yeah. bench last week, wasn't he? In the yeah, yeah but he's a terrific goalkeeper. Yeah. If he was fully fit, mm -hmm. and you're saying, and listen, I see what Michael's doing. Michael knows all these guys. We've said it before. Yeah. He knows all these youth guys because if you look at the age bracket he's looking at and the boys he's looking at, they were the ones he, when he was at Chelsea or Liverpool. He was playing against them all with the youth of 23s or whatever you call it, 20s or whatever. And these are all the guys that was there. The guys he's picking are good players. Dowell's a very good player if he's fit. Jack's a fantastic goalkeeper if he's fit but he's not played a lot of game time whether he can get that back as a goalkeeper I don't know because I've never been in that position obviously but as a quality and we were fortunate enough to train along with him and play along with him at Birmingham 
he was a top quality goalkeeper so there's no doubt the players he's looking at but yet again I, my worry is that you're bringing people in that have not had a lot of games in their legs He's medically right up there, isn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that. I that thought was I was being silly saying, what is that? Exactly. <laughs> no, but listen, yeah. he's, uh, that, um, the, the problem with Jack is he's not played a lot of football, but if you're going to get him in a free transfer, you get him in early doors, he, he, has, he has a top-class goalkeeper. Could you see him coming? Yep. Could you see yeah, him? Yeah, because he, yep. he's 1-1 similar to the same scenario that was happening with Joe Hart. Hadn't played a lot of yep. football. Yep. Listen, they're earning big, big money down there. They're not going to get the same money up here, but I think Jack's probably looking at his career and thinking, I need to get back playing week in, week out. And Jack was a young goalkeeper under Joe, mm-hmm. wasn't he? When yep, Joe came was, and loaned. Right. Yep. And yep. He's, he's a big boy, fills the goal. Um, so, yep, I, I can see the reasons why Michael Beale would be interested in Jack Butlin. Derek, it's going to be quite a couple of months now as a Rangers fan for you to watch what's going to change. New chairman, new chief exec... <sighs> Have you got a hope that they will have the money and buy the right people? I don't think they need to spend a lot of money for it. I think they need uh, an eye for a player. Yeah. Well, well, players out there that you can get that you don't need to spend a lot of money on. But injury players like with that boy from Norwich, I think we've had enough of them. I don't think we can afford any more injuries. No, it's been the busiest department, hasn't it? Is that going to change? I, I don't know what happens there, but they've had so many... They've either been very unlucky or you wonder, yeah, Barry, why so many? Stranger has yeah. been a, a, number of, a number of injuries. Um, that's something that I'm sure Michael Beale... Uh, he'll need to sit down with the medical staff and, and go through the reasons why. Sometimes it's a bit of... Um, you need a bit of luck. Um, Rangers have certainly no had that um, but there has been far too many injuries and I don't know what that's down to if I'm being honest with you let's hear thank you very much Derek 08 08 17 17 700 for the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Paul Cooney with Peter Grant and Barry Ferguson thanks Derek for that earlier we heard as well from uh, Gary in the Gorbals and Martin in Motherwell good time to call in to speak to Peter or Barry Ange Postacoglu spoke afterwards well he spoke about I think man of the match wasn't he Cameron Carter Vickers. Yeah, well, he hasn't. You know, he hasn't put a foot wrong since we signed him, and um, he's, uh, he's been outstanding. Uh, you know, him and Carl as a partnership. You know, I could be wrong, but they, I don't think they're still lost uh, domestically. You know, they're, they're an outstanding pair. They, they really work hard together, and uh, and Cameron has, has, you know, again um, keeps growing as a player, as a leader within the group. Um, that's his last game for us, so he'll. He'll get his, uh, you know, he needs to get his injury looked at now. So, you know, that'll be it for him this season. You know, but he wanted to play today. Um, you know, I sort of was trying to push for him to have it done a bit earlier, but um, I'm scared of him, so I just let him <laughs> do what he wants. And, um, you know, he, he was keen on playing today and he put in a performance that, um, you know, befits his standing at our football club. And, uh, you know, it's a credit to him. Maybe just as well that he stayed on until now, Peter, because there were moments, his, some of his tackles. Absolutely, and we said that a few weeks back, you know, if they could manage to yeah. play in the games. And if I was him, I'd be wanting to stay on to play in the cup final as well, you know what I mean? And when the, the championships get handed over, I'd want to be playing in that as well. But obviously it must be a significant injury that he needs a lot of time to recover. And Celtic will want him if they're Champions Leagues and whatever at the start of the season. They'll want him ready and fit and ready uh, when he comes back. But he's been outstanding. I don't think a lot of people would... People talk about going back to England. I'm looking physically, height-wise, people would still look at that and question that. But then you look at likes of Tottenham and you talk about Romero, yeah. you know, yeah. how erratic they are defensively. And you don't see that in Carter Vickers, but I'm saying, but these people still look at him because 
the way he dresses with the socks sort of a half up yeah. he doesn't look like but God almighty he wants to compete he wants to make sure that ball doesn't get into his net and that's what we're talking about he's a great example to young defenders because there's a lot of young defenders all talk about how good they're on the ball and want to pass and move him, which is great fantastic being able to use the ball you have to be able to do both but the one thing he's not forgot that he's a defender and you've seen that yesterday when Celtic needed it and Celtic were under the cosh a little bit he stood up there and, and as I say probably end up being player of the year now because of it The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road Hamilton Let's go Yep 0808 17 17 700 Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Barry Peter and Paul just looking to see if there's any other headlines what about Inverness just too strong weren't they at the weekend for Falkirk our own uh, John McGinn mm. they, they played so much good football Barry but they were maybe naive up against uh, yeah and Inverness. I just thought Inverness were ruthless yeah. mm. when it mattered um, and Mackay up top I mean that's what he does I, I thought I've got to be honest with you, I thought his second finish was it was a great ball in but it was a brilliant finish but I just thought overall I just thought you could see they had that bit more experience and bit more know-how um, Inverness and look Falkirk played some nice stuff no doubt about it but um, I thought overall Inverness certainly deserved to get through to the final um, Well you, we think yeah. about the penalty kicks a nightmare really yeah, right. to be perfectly honest with you Do you I don't think know what, it's a penalty? I don't know what you can do there, I, honestly, I, don't the same. You, I don't know what you can do there <laughs> Do you agree the with Stephen? Stephen McGinn's in the papers today saying look there should be a tactic now you might as well play the ball at the defender Well I told you it happened in Spain Paul, a couple yeah. of years ago yeah. they used to chip the ball up here yeah. and it ended up with three and four penalties in a game uh-huh. so they'd end up stopping it so that's why they came in with the shirt sleeve and said it had to be above, below the shirt sleeve or whatever. But that close and you're turning away, the young defenders turn away and it's actually smacked him in his hand. I yeah. don't know where his hand's supposed to go, to be perfectly honest with you. And the referee wasn't interested yeah, at first, Yeah, but then he, he gives a penalty yeah. kick and then but, Morrison's chance, you know, yeah. when he hits the post. You know, there, there's two incidents and that's probably what swings it because to, let's be perfectly honest with you, Inverness was sort of, I don't know if it was a tactic, but yeah. playing a little bit deeper, you know, letting yeah. Falkirk have the, the central defenders have the ball and then they were just breaking quickly. The goals were very good, you know, for an Inverness point of view. Mm-hmm. Their experience counted at that moment in time. And listen, they'll, they'll think they've got half a chance. It's like everything else in football, you know, you get into games and you always think and Inverness have been there before with Celtic. So, as I say, we, I think that's why we're not counting our chickens already. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, what about Stevens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right colours for you, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what about Stephen McGinn's point? Uh, I don't know if you saw yeah, that today, I mean, yeah. I, I agree with him. I just don't know what the, the full-back can do. And it's that, the, the power that the Inverness player strikes the ball. So yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, and you say unnatural. That's a natural position for me, the way he's, he, he, he's turned. So I thought it was harsh, if I've got a bonus with you. And you get a penalty given that early in the game. That puts a bit of a dampener yeah. um, on it for, for Falkirk. But I thought Falkirk played some um, decent stuff. But I just thought in the... The big moments in the game, Cali Thistle come up with the, the, the goods and I thought in the end they deserved to go through into the final. What are you thinking about that final or the other, that semi-final or the other semi-final? Uh, Celtic fans, have you, Inverness, when we mentioned them earlier, you mentioned the uh, mm-hmm. Cali Go Ballistic? Absolutely, I can remember all the headlines. Thankful I wasn't there at that particular time because before I went down to England, there was no Inverness Cali at that uh-huh. particular yep. time, you know. Yep. And then I was playing, as I said to you earlier, yep. we were playing Blackpool and Norwich away in the Championship. 
I remember Johnny Collins was at the game and he said to me, you heard the result up the road? And I was like, he said, Inverness, that's it, you know, and I could not believe it. I thought he was yeah. winding us up, you know what yeah. I mean? But then we seen the famous headline. But as you say, so, listen, you, your football's like that, but I've just got this thing about this Celtic team. They have this determination, this guts, they don't seem to switch off. Even when they're playing well, they find a way. And I just think they'll have too much. But, as I say, there's a lot of games to be played prior to then. And as you say, you've lost somebody like Carter Vickers. You've yep. maybe lost a Johnson. We don't know how his injury is. You've always got to replace that, you know, sort of thing as well. So, but Are I you think looking this, forward to seeing Kobayashi. Yeah, I, th I think he's played well, and he's a natural left sider. I think he uses it. And the way Celtic play, it's easier for him if you understand. He played well at Kilmarnock when they played Celtic. Played really well at Kilmarnock. He played really well in that particular game. So he's a very, very good player. You know, he's not Carter Vickers yet, but he's a very good player. You mentioned during the break uh, a couple of things. One of them was the incident Cantwell um, with Hatati. If you haven't seen it, you'll see it online. Mm -hmm. So what did you make of it? So Hatati wants a drink of water for, or something from the Rangers uh, bench and uh, yeah, Cantwell takes I, I, it away. Physio was, you, on, yeah. physio was on the bag. Sure. Yeah, I, would have yeah. I would have went down and took a bottle and squirted a bit on him and then uh, gave yeah. him a drink. A, 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 a smile. Yeah, a smile. Yeah. It was um, only half an hour into it. You know, it, was, yeah. it, it looked a bit petty, didn't it? He's yeah. lucky. It was yeah. the Scots boy who done it with right. and a tatty's got good manners. Right. What would have happened? I think he'd been left on his backside. Right. You know what I mean? I think it would have been saying, right, okay, just wait till that next one comes near you. You could be sliding right across that picture and that dog out. Did he eventually <laughs> get done he, that he with me. a drink, didn't he? He did eventually and actually I think Morellas was okay about it. James Tavenny didn't really look. Yeah, he did get, he, he got it. Listen, you both have played in many of these games. Most of us haven't and you think, well, Cantwell was given every, everything, wasn't he? He wanted to make his mark on that game but... Uh, that wasn't his finest moment. No, listen, no. It's, a, it's a lack of respect. And listen, it's okay to try to curry favours with your supporters. You do the things right. You know, you always have that respect yeah. on the pitch. And there was nothing Hatati was just wanting a drink of water. That's all it was. As I say, he's a lucky, lucky boy, you know. It was a few years back. <laughs> Barry Robson today gets the Aberdeen job permanently. Speak about that in a moment or two. A two-year contract. Well done to him. What about Friday night? Decision night? Judgment day? Premiership status day it's uh, Queen's Park at home Stenhouse Muirs of course to Dundee neither of them seemed to want to you know yeah. Dundee slipped up at the weekend against Cove Rangers and then Queen's Park go one up the next day and then lose we'll talk about that in a moment or two I'm going back in the lines in a second or two we've got uh, Paul on the lines before that Ange Postacoglu was asked what's the difference I mean obviously the result was different for Celtic from the cup semi-final the change from that to this year yeah, 12 months ago when we lost here it was another tight game but you know, I thought last year Rangers were a very good team and they had that resilience in them. That's why they got to a European final. And, you know, they did what they needed to do to get the job done on the day and that's been our evolution as a team, I think, this year. You know, we, we've we've developed... It's not easy to develop because to develop that you need time and you need, you know, um, you need to sort of be put in that situation as often as possible. But this group's really learnt quickly that when you get to these games, the big games, games of consequence... You have to do what's required, and and that's what we did today. And um, you know, I think we've been doing that all year. And like I said, it's it's where the team's at in terms of their progression. They they understand that in the big games, you need to show every facet of of your game, and we did that today. Paul, a Rangers fan, is on. Paul, is your team learning the way the Celtic team has learned about resilience since this time last year? Good evening. Uh, evening, evening, and guys. Evening, Paul. Lost for words again from yesterday. I've been on your show a number of times, and again, I bang on about how Rangers set up, how we play against Celtic, and yet again, 
We go out with the same formation, the same predictable tactics. Listen, I was with a lot of Rangers fans um, watching that game yesterday and when the cameras panned to Ryan Kent in the second half, the, 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 a lot of fans are turning against him. I, I, I was disgusted, if I'm being honest with you. Now, I don't say that. No, I'm a passionate Rangers fan. Yep. But I've had time to digest it as well. And listen, I wouldn't have him or Morelos wearing a Rangers jersey again. Uh, Sakala and Matondo, when they came on, gave more than 15 minutes than he did in 45 minutes. I don't care if he came back for an injury or not. He had no interest. I said that the last time he played Celtic at Parkhead, he was invisible. I can't take away the stuff he did for Rangers. Do I celebrate his goals, all that stuff? But he is not interested. And if we're going to move forward, and I'll tell you the now, I alienate some Rangers fans. I don't care. Right? I watch games. I pay my dues and everything else for the club. But I'll tell you what: if we're moving forward and we're having a call next year, and Michael Beale says it's going to be the biggest rebuild in a number of years, I would start with our captain James Tavernier. He's a captain who has led us through failure after failure. And I'd be bringing someone new in. And you might ask me who it's going to be. And I'll come back to that later on. I think we need to bring in a fresh new captain that's going to pull Rangers through the scuffy neck. I've, I've grew up watching Richard Goff, Barry Ferguson, Davey Weir. Mm. Big, big names. Big leaders. Leaders. I'm not asking somebody to be shouting people's faces and all that type of stuff. But I watch the guys come out of the tunnel. You can, you can laugh. People might laugh at us and say, what, what you talk about? The psychology of it is, I've seen Callum McGregor, Celtic, come out game eyes on straightforward looking I look at James Tavernier eyes on the ground that straight away told me he, he's already said that he's fighting to play in front of 50,000 fans I, I won't forget that statement and neither do a lot of other Rangers fans it has to start there Martin O'Neill did it in 2000 2001 and whether you like it or not Celtic have dominated domestically since then and they changed it by bringing in a winning mentality James Tavernier I'm sorry to say it and I don't care what other Rangers fans say it does not have a winning mentality. You only have to add up how many cups we've won since okay. Tavernier was the captain. Okay, Barry, tough uh, words. I'll, yeah. I'll go, yeah, tough words from Paul. The, the, I'll go on his first one about Morelos yeah. and, and Kent. Five games to go. It's clear that they're not going to be there next season. So I, I think it, the, the best thing would be probably for them to sit at the side and allow other guys who have not had any game time to go and show... Um, the manager what they can do in the, the last five games so that's what I said earlier on you probably will see a few changes um, and we make no changes you've still got to remember Rangers have still got to win the last five games because being at Rangers it's all about winning so you have to make sure you win I mean he's to still send out a strong team but I would give opportunities to guys that I mentioned Young Divine if they're fit Lowry want to see him in the team to see what he can do um, Hadji's not played a lot of football since he's come back so it's an ideal opportunity to give him a bit of game time play Sakala through the middle to see how he does or play somebody else is Sholak going to be fit give Scott Wright an opportunity a bit of game time that's what I think um, will happen in the, the next five games Instead, in terms of James Tavernier this splits decision I speak to a lot of Rangers fans about it I speak to my mates about it they keep asking me the same question, similar to Paul. Some are, are want him to stay the captain, some are want him to get rid of it. Me, personally, I think he's done well for Rangers. Mm -hmm. He's not a, a screamer and a shouter. I've said this on a number of um, occasions. Um, but I don't know if you're going to get a better replacement mm -hmm. for James Tavernier at this moment in time. Because I think overall, 
since Rangers have bought him in seven and eight years ago. I get what Paul's saying, he's not won a lot of trophies, but for 300 grand, yeah. I do think he's been a really good signing for Rangers. So the good work that he's done for Rangers is almost overshadowed by the chat about being captain. Yeah, what I get he... that. The the things yeah. that he says previous, yeah. we all make sure. mistakes sometimes, and that's maybe somebody behind the scenes has got to help him out with that and make sure when you're speaking, you speak right and don't say some silly things that probably James has says and then he's probably regretted that but I think overall I've got to be honest with you I like James Tavernier defensively is he the best is he the strongest no he's not but going forward for me he's one of the best attacking defenders about certainly in this country Paul what, have you got a name to throw in before we go to Peter I was going to ask him yeah, that there good. Paul who's your name as captain a partner I just think there's somebody out there I mean I said young guy I, I wanted Portis at Rangers but the captain probably not right but future captain do what Ryan Jack potentially but I think there's somebody out there who do you think he'll stay Paul Ryan Jack do you think Michael Bale will keep him I like him I think mm. he's, a, he's got to be managed well I think he doesn't suit some grounds like Almondfield and place like that Um Kelly's ground and whatnot. He doesn't play well in these types of situations. But I think, I think um, do what could be a blessing in disguise we lost yesterday because I think Michael Beale is now he's saying all the right sound bites, Barry. He's saying all the right things. And obviously, I've got a lot of Rangers fans saying all the good things. No, we need to do this. We need to do that. He's saying everything I want to say as, as a fan. But what what concerns me, and and you know better than I do. You're professionals and whatnot. But. I must be saying it like a broken neck up. Right. We set out the same way all the time. And I know he's only had one transfer window. I'm, I'm absolutely 100% giving Michael Beale all of next year. Mm. He needs the summer and he needs the, the yep. January transfer window. But also, can I just mention, he needs the support of the Park family and everybody else in the board to give him the money and the funds and everything else to do it. Well, uh, it's a big, that's a big part of it, isn't it, Peter? They need money in huge quantities for this summer. Now, I don't know what that means, but. I don't yeah. think they're going to have it, Paul. I don't not. think so. I think, I think it's going to be a few wages, maybe. Yeah. I think yeah, that's sure. only the wages that go. Which is over a hundred grand a well, week. Well, they spent roughly twelve yeah. million pound in the summer there. So yeah. I'm going in Sholak, um, Yilmaz, Matondo, um, Ben Davis. Sorry, probably yeah. even more than sure. that. So yeah. Michael Beale has says it's a bigger budget. Right. So they're probably going to be around about uh, the top of my head, fifteen million pound. Okay. Yeah. But then you're going to free up a hell of a lot of money. You've got Alan McGregor. You've got Ken, Morelos, and I can go through all the ones that are out of contract. So there's going to be, we've spoke about it before, the top of my head, probably 150 grand a week yeah. in wages. So there is going to be a decent amount for the manager, but is it going to be enough? So he'll need to do a lot of ducking and diving and it's going to be a, it's going to be a big, big summer for him. Peter, I, coming I, to you I, after the news, need to go there now. Yep, that's the first hour already. <laughs> uh, thanks for that call. Thank you, Paul. We're back. Peter, you will answer that after this. Absolutely. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice 
upgrades from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Yeah, chances as well. I mean, you know, I get the narrative, we'll be lucky again, but that's all right. You know, we just keep winning games of football and um, we defended, I thought we defended really well. You know, there was a lot of balls coming in the box and I thought two centre-halves were outstanding. Um, you know, I thought, you know, our, our, the work rate of our front players, um, I mean, days of my head, it was, was incredible, particularly in the first half. And uh, like I said, you have to earn these things. And uh, I was really pleased that this team showed that they can be resilient as well as uh, play the football that we know we can. Not angry, disappointed, frustrated. I think the group's been capable of more. It's clear that by the end of the season, when it's written, we haven't been able to produce. Um, coming back into the club in the middle of the season, I knew there was going to be change. Uh, I think now uh, it, we're in, we've been in need for the summer for a while, to be honest, but certainly after today's outcome, you've managed to keep some players moving forward and managed to keep the squad moving forward. But I think it's fair to say that for the fans and... And for the squad as well, we, we need some new faces to come in, some renewed energy. I think some of the ideas and some of the way we play is very good. We're able to win a lot of games and on days like today, we're able to create big opportunities to give ourselves a better future. And this season, we haven't been able to, to take it. The people I feel for the most are the fans because uh, they expect more from their team and, and I expect more from this team as well. So moving forward, we'll all have to improve. Going to come to Peter Grant and Barry in a second or two, especially something we were talking about just before the news. But Paul is on, a Celtic fan from Kirkintilla. Good evening, Paul. Hey, hi, Paul. How are you doing? How are you doing? Hi, Paul. How are you doing, how are you doing Paul? How are you doing? So, Paul, what's your point tonight? Uh, now, this is by no means, I'm not a rub salt in the wings, right? This is just an observation. Uh, I'm, I'm a Celtic fan. I, I, go, I go to all the games. And after the game, uh, I always listen to the interviews, always uh, try to listen to yeah. uh, Angie's interviews. A really good professional. Uh, he can he controls the interview. I even think he's got some of the press guys uh, a place that they don't like. Uh, and it's very, it's very good, very factual, good. Yeah. You can't really criticise him. I listen to uh, Michael Beale's interviews. And I don't know whose interviews I like the best, and it's not for the the right reasons. I mean, some of the stuff that Michael Beale comes out with, I just think if I was a Rangers fan, I, I would I'd be sick of hearing it to be honest. And then that seems to filter down to James Tavernier, uh, and the guy's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he seems in this wave that he almost seems to look back. Uh, back his manager up, which, which I suppose the captain does, but mm. I just think that some of the stuff that Michael Beale comes out with is he's just setting himself up for a fall, really. Peter, we heard uh, Ange Postacoglu there mentioning the word lucky. Yeah, I wonder why that was. I think that was one of Michael's interviews said that Ange was lucky. So Ange comes out and says he doesn't really listen to what they're saying across the road, but he lets it known after the occasion, and probably I agree with Paul in that respect, and I'm sure Barry would as well, that you never used to say anything about Rangers, never come out of our dressing room or vice versa because you knew that was the first thing you'd be saying to your players. Our managers used to say to us, and the players didn't need it, but don't say anything in the press that they can use against you. And we made sure we were always respectful and whatever. I feel they've come out and said some silly things, you know, and 
at the end of the day you've got to be very very careful with that especially if you can't back it up and so far they've not been able to back it up and I agree with Paul you've got to keep your powder dry because at this moment in time Celtic are a juggernaut compared to Rangers and you don't want to fuel that and that's what they've done so many times Barry? Yeah but well in terms of the media leading up to the old firm games nine times out of ten it was a captain that was put up now I would give the media as little as possible but in terms of if it was coming up against Celtic I would respect them I'd say coming up against a good team good players we know we need to win the game for the fans and that's it whatever I felt I would let known behind closed doors but I would give little, little as possible to fire your fiercest rivals up that's the way that um, I was brought up to, to deal with when you were playing against um, in Celtic and when you hear some of the interviews where you'll see the realism and, and whatever just keep that to yourselves and try and do your talk I, I was always told and brought up you do your talking with your feet on the pitch and I prefer it that way maybe I'm old school maybe people will disagree but that's just the way I like it you two were difficult to interview you gave nothing away before the games I interviewed no because I didn't want to fire them yeah, up sure. I, mean, I, I would yeah. I'll be honest with you the day yeah. before because it would normally be if it was a Saturday game you'd yeah. be up on the Thursday so the Friday it would be out in the press and I was flicking through the papers to see if if it was Neil Lennon or mm. Paul Lambert if they'd say anything and if they'd say anything against us it was bang <laughs> pinned up in the wall photocopied like what they're saying about us but most often not it was nothing that was respect similar to us and that's the way it was and the battle happened in, in the 90 minutes I mean from a media point of view Michael Beale gives some really good copy sometimes you know he comes out with stuff he opens up do you think he gives too much away Barry at times yeah, at, at times yep um, but I, I look more on the players side mm. yeah sure Todd Cantwell for example yeah and, and is it naive got, maybe yeah it's a bit and you just hope that somebody behind the scenes gives him a wee a wee nudge and says, "Listen, make sure you." you there are some selfish things to advise, and you can oh, see that yourself because you, they don't mention Celtic's name. Simple things. Do they still not do that? I no, know but you're saying that it's crazy because somebody must be going about yeah. saying to them, "Don't mention their name." You know what I mean? <laughs> Who's what, what, jobs that? Yeah, jo your jobs, by the way, go and tell the players sure. not to mention Celtic's name. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, what a job that is. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, let's not be kidding ourselves. It's yep. embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Let's go out there and say, that, listen, that's who we've got to be. See, see the press, that's it lasted you need no longer than five minutes. No, even that. Because you, you, no. they would try to get yeah. stuff out of you, but like, no, you just give oh, them the, the old cliches. That would be it. Full stop, nothing else. Bang. And then when you're at the dressing room, you've seen the guys. Then it was a different story. Sure, behind closed doors. Yes. Paul, what are you thinking then for about the treble, the season in general for Celtic? Uh, well, the league's not one yet. Uh, I think, I think we'll work enough. But, uh, no, I think... Paul, you're kidding week. yourself on He's there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that league was won before Christmas. He's been in media <laughs> training. He's as bad as the Celtic players. Media training. <laughs> I know. I'm going to make sure I'm saying that. I think Ange must be speaking to him on the phone. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that Ian Jimison on the line? <laughs> one game at a time. One game at a time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we'll work enough. Um, and Paul, for next season then, I mean, players might go. They talk about a badger or whatever. There's always... It's part of the model. You know, obviously you want to bring them in, well, sell them on. Believe me when I say yep. this, I, I'd expect Celtic to bring in at least three or four players. Mm. And I'm talking about probably starters. Where would you identify for I, Celtic? I, I, yeah. I don't really know, but that's just the way I think he okay. operates. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the best time to strengthen is always when, when on top. And that's when it becomes Rangers' job even bigger. Mm. And the summer even more important for Michael Beale to make sure he gets the, 
the right players in with the right temperament. Paul, what would you like to see? Uh, I think uh, I think some will go, and I think there's going to no smoke without fire. I expect a bad to go. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll see a bad in a, a Celtic top again. Uh, I think possibly when they come in for, for the end of the defenders, I think he had a great game yesterday. Starfelt, I think Starfelt's the and I like Starfelt, but I think he's the one with a clanger in him, so I think that would could possibly get addressed. And I don't know another striker. I mean, big. Um, yeah. I know Big O's come in, but he's, he's a young, he's a young guy, and take a couple of years national service off his his career. He's mm-hmm. he's actually only a bit, and he's about nineteen really. He's not he's not been a professional for long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Haksabanovic as well. I don't think he's done great. So uh, I think there'll be the, the main thing is that. Big Carter Vickers doesn't go to be honest. I think that's the uh, that's the the video one that we want to keep. He's the obvious one, and he's the he's the kind of stack out defender, isn't he? But I think player of the year, to, maybe. Yeah, player of the year for I, I you. Would, yeah, I would, I would think. Peter, I think it's so important you freshen up anyway. I think the manager wanted to do that. I think the training ground, Barry, will tell you as football players, there's nothing better when quality comes into your training ground after you've been successful. There's nothing better. See when you bring players in, but as Barry says, not as squad players, as starters, because it means you've got to say, well, I, mean, I thought I'd done well last year. Now I've got to fight for my place. You know, I've got to be even better than I was last year and I thought I played really well last year. And that's the standard you've got to set. I think the manager's shown that so far. You know, he's already been prepared for guys going out the door. And you maybe see guys... Turnbull's going to be an interesting one for me, you know, because he's had injury problems. He scores a goal for the middle of the pitch, which is fantastic. And he's done really well at certain times, you know, but he just never seems to get a lot of game time. So if somebody was interested in buying him, would they be interested in selling him? All these sort of things. I think there could be a couple of surprises in that respect. One's going out the door. But the manager will feel it's it's an important time to freshen the group. You don't want the group too big. Look at the massive problems it creates at Chelsea. So when you're bringing guys in, you're wanting to get rid of some guys out the door so there's not that overload of people sitting in the stand. That's that's important because you want to keep that close knit. You want to keep that, as I say, the most competitive part for Celtic should be on the training pitch with that 11 v 11 still being able to do that. Not like Chelsea have got 11 v 11 plus a 9 v 9. So you have to get rid of some. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be important. But I think it's massive that you do bring fresh faces in. Yeah, I, I used to enjoy that the first eight pre-season if you had a successful season. Uh, before that, and you're sitting down and you're seeing three or four players equality coming in, you would sit up and take Absolutely. notice. You'd be thinking to yourself, I need to be on it again here. Absolutely. And you know what? It, it raises the bar. That's what happens when you, mm. even if you've been successful, no matter, you don't stand still, you keep bringing in quality and then that raises people's performances because um, you've, you've got to produce the goods in training as well. Somebody who came in just before the new year, didn't he? Alistair Johnson. Uh, he was in crutches at the end yesterday. Yeah, he's the sole one, obviously, him coming off. Um, you know, he uh, wouldn't come off unless it was a, a significant one, but we'll wait and see. Um, you know, he was throwing the crutches around the end of the game, so... Uh... I'm sure he'll feel it tomorrow, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> he moves well on the crutches, doesn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Was he still faster than some? Uh, I'm saying there, but not unless he's still a better defender than some. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> name, not name. Let's name. get a headline. No, 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 no. That would be cheap. No, yeah. that would no, be. No. No. But as I say, no, I think he's done exceptional. But, but there's a difference. 
he wants to be a defender first. Yeah. He makes yeah. it difficult for his opponent he's playing against. You know, if it's a tackle that's got to be done, he makes a tackle. He was unfortunate, Barisic and him, but both were yeah. unfortunate at the time. It was an, an accidental clash. But that's a blow because he's, he's, he's been excellent since he came in. I thought he's read the game very well. Looks like an intelligent kid and he plays with intelligence as well because he understands that his job, first and foremost, is to be a defender. That oh. was the stage I turned the TV off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have seen him... Yeah. Left the crutches <laughs> after the TV went off. That was it. Where did you head for? The toilet. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Paul, you like this? Ange saying about Celtic saying we never stop. It's what we do, Mate, you know. It's like you know, it shouldn't surprise anyone. We we don't stop. You know, we 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 continually. You know, you can talk about mistakes, but we instigate mistakes because we the boys are relentless in their pressure. They never they never switch off, and then we have the quality to capitalise. I mean, you know, we we're alert when when we need to be, and then. The ball comes across, and our wingers where he should be. You know that's not by accident. Uh, all those things, things we've been doing consistently, and um, again, it's credit to the group that they maintain their discipline even in a game like today, where you know the emotions are running high. It's very easy to sort of get sucked into the atmosphere, but you know we we stay clear-headed in it. Paul, what would you want to say about Jota, who loved that moment? He popped up, got the goal. The fans love him. Yeah. Well, the, the difference is, I think, with Jota as well, when it was when it was coming to the end of the season last season, I thought that Carter Vickers was the the big the big one that they had to sign. I wasn't so bothered about Jota. Really? But Jota started to produce in big games, and, and that's the difference. Uh, just no long before the goal, he fluffed a good opportunity. But again, as as Ange says, and this is him using the press again. They never stop. They don't. The heads don't go down. But another chance will come. Uh, and, and they're so switched on. I mean, again, this must drive the Rangers fans absolutely ballistic and bad as well. The amount of times they switch off. When are they going to learn? I mean, even at Celtic Park, the, the, the ball boys are out have it been switched on? Yeah. But it's just I don't know. It's unforgivable. It's unbelievable how. How laps there, Peter? On Jota and on his point there, they score in the big games, the biggest games of the games against Rangers. Well, yeah. people talk about stats that often yep. nowadays. You don't need to go far. You talk about his assists that he's had. You talk about the goals he scored, and forget about the chances he's missed because, and then you put that to if you're because that's what you're judged on as Rangers. You look at Ryan Kent's compared to Jota's as night and day, and. That is the problem where it lies, you know, and that's the difference between Celtic and Rangers at this moment in time. But I could say the same for Abada. I could say the same for Ameda. Meeda gets in at the back post so many times, maybe finishing is not as good as the other boys, but he gets in so many times. He never stops going in. And that's the difference with these guys. And, and when they're not playing well, they make sure the opposition can't play well. I mean, Kyogo early in the first half was running back in his own half and nicking the ball, but then he'd give the ball away and then he would chase it again. And that's the difference where I'm looking at if you've got to judge like for like, you're talking about a Morellas and a Kyogo, because that's what you're talking about, being the goal scorers and the match winners and whatever, the work ethic's night and day. You know, we're not talking about talent, we're talking about work ethic. And there's the difference. And that's what the Celtic boys are demanding from each other. You talk about their skipper on the pitch, the players round about them, they're all demanding that from each other. But they don't even need to do now, because that's the expectation, because the bottom line is, if they don't do it, don't play the following week or they're getting taken off as a substitute because I've been at a lot of the games and I've seen it. As soon as they're not doing that, they're maybe half a yard off, they're maybe a wee bit looking tired, they'll make the substitution and bring on somebody else who will do it. And that's probably where Celtic have been so far in front. Mm. Final point before we go to the break for you, Paul. What would you say about your manager? Nobody knew anything about him 20 months ago. 
Oh, he's gone. I think he's off celebrating. He's gone. <laughs> Barry, you've enough on that one. <laughs> just, actually, uh, we go online as well. You see some of the faces. You can just see it there. I know he's going on about Jota. He's going on about, you know, Celtic never stop. And also I've got about Rangers switching music. off. Yeah, but he also said about Rangers switching off, which is exactly what you've yeah, said. I, yeah, I was just... When I seen it happen yesterday, yeah. I, I go back, I, I know there's mistakes after it. It's just when the, the free kick was given just into, inside Rangers half... You automatically know what Celtic are going to do. Callum McGregor's go go to put his hand on his ball on the ball and then bang, pass it. Just go and stand it. That's I'd just go and stand. The referee would probably book you, or you take the chance. Maybe just say right, get back up five or ten yards. But go and stop at source. That's what you've got to do. And I go back to it. You've got to stop Callum McGregor for taking that free kick. Just stand in front of him, touch the ball away, take a booking and move on. Did you enjoy the build-up on Via Play? They had big cast there, of course, with um, Martin O'Neill there and Brian Loudrop. You just you were talking about that era when you were in with uh, Martin O'Neill up against Dick Advocat's team, mm. Walter's team and Alex's team as well. And you talk about the great players. Pretty much, did you enjoy that? Yep, I enjoyed it. It was interesting to hear Martin O'Neill talk about, um, obviously get asked about Kyogo and yep. he's nowhere near yep. Larson. Let, let, let's mm. be honest with you. Um, and it's interesting to hear Brian Lauder or not. I think he's, he's looking well, isn't he? It's Brian Lauder. Yeah. Wait, it's just Brian. I want to know he... what type of moisturiser he's got. <laughs> You're doing all right yourself. Yeah, but he's, he's looking the part. But listen, Martin O'Neill was a great Celtic manager sure. come up against his mm. teams and um, you knew you had to be at it there in terms of physically. Um, but also they had good football players and then Brian Lauder, what can you say about him? He was... Yep. Some of the things just used to, as a young boy watching him in training just mm. used to dazzle you with the stuff he'd done with a, a football. Special player. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. that. He'd that. He could slow it and then just make that wee change of pace yeah. and that just turn you away for you. Just slowed the game bang and then he was away for you again, you know, sort of thing. So, and he was big as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a winger. Yeah. Right, exactly. Big, powerful boy. But mm -hmm. he very, very good feet. You know, a talented boy. Rangers were outstanding side at that time. There's no getting away from that. And that's sure. what I'm saying. You look around that side and you talk about, you wouldn't be questioned for leadership. No. That team, Lowe, up and that played and, you know, you could go around about every single one of them. Um, and that's what we're saying and it's okay picking on James or whatever you've got to look at the rest of it and say right where else do we go for there who else is going to grab at the scruffy neck they're talking about Ryan Jack one of the callers earlier and I'm thinking but he can't play at Almond Vale he can't play such and such Callum McGregor's playing 60 games every game no matter where it's played at you need your leader to be on the pitch with you all the time that's what they don't want somebody that's a bit part player you know, so you need somebody like a Callum McGregor who's constantly there. He'll have his down days and playing wise, but he's always there yeah. leading that group you, for the you front. Need a, you need a quarry six or seven who are going to yeah. churn out mm. in between 50 and 60 games. Well, Celtic's back season. four goalkeeper oh, yeah. and Callum McGregor mm. near enough all the time. Yeah. They're undefeated under, you know, I, but that's the, near the enough. No, but the they, core. they play every single game. Yeah, yeah. no, that's nearly yeah, the core, sure. you know, all yeah. the time. And you had people you could depend on. I'm going to say to you, Peter, to spare his blushes. And I hear what they're saying about James Tavernier. But they, they need a Barry Ferguson. They need somebody on the pitch, inspirational captain who can be more than a, a great player, but also inspire people. Yes, but Barry's made the point a few times himself. He knew he would wear the armband, but he yeah. knew he had a lot of leaders with him. Mm -hmm. yeah. He knew he could look round that pitch. And if he wasn't even the greatest day, he'd be making it difficult for his opponent. Mm -hmm. But somebody else would be helping him lead on that pitch at that particular time. And you can do that. You know, I look round about and I'm saying, well, Rangers have not really got... I don't think, looking at it, that's me, I'm maybe doing the boys a disservice. Did John Lundstrom think he was leading yesterday going in to do the reducer on Kyogo early in the game? Does that leading 
not for me because if it gets a yellow card or a red card, yeah. you're off. It's a long game. Yeah, sure, <laughs> then sure. then yeah, that yeah. kills Rangers. Yeah. Stone dead. There's a way to do it. We always used to say, make sure you win your 50-50s, come away with the ball, but don't get into trouble. That was crazy. You know, he put yourself in that position. But that's that's not leadership. There's a different type of leadership. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant after, I was going to say the last, but there's one more old firm, big derby to go between now and the end of the season, Barry. <laughs> Sorry, we should go sound and vision here, shouldn't we? Yeah, we're grumbling a wee bit. That's a week on Saturday, isn't it? So this coming weekend, it's Rangers Aberdeen at Ibrox, a Celtic at Hearts, where Celtic can finally clinch the title. But that's an interesting yeah. one, Paul. The year we were at Hamden, I don't know if you remember, when Celtic Park was getting renovated, Rangers had won the league, and then they came to Hamden and we beat them 3-0, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, that shows you it doesn't matter. You have to go and win that game. No dead rubber. No dead rubber. Absolutely mm. not. And that's so, so important. And I think people will not want to forget mm. that. If the boys think it's going to be a sale into the end of the season for them, you know, Celtic won't allow it to happen because they want to finish with a clean sweep for sure. But if the Rangers boys think, oh, we'll get away with it because of the season's over for us, mm, I'm sure that won't be the case because I can guarantee that's the way we felt. That was the thing we were going and we were thinking that was the only thing we could win was that game. <laughs> you know, no silverware but it meant so much just to try and win that game and we end up winning the 3-0. Let's hear from both managers again. First of all, Michael Beale, he was asked about, well, was this the story of the season coming close but just not good enough against Celtic? Well, listen, as a team, like if you defend and you keep your goalkeeper against a very good opponent, an opponent that's, that scores lots of goals and free-flowing, if your goalie stays quite clean in the whole game, then defensively or tactically you think you've done reasonably well. As likewise, if you get up the other end of the pitch and you have big moments someone's got to step forward and be decisive and take them. And that determines the difference between winning trophies and not. And that's, that's the story of Rangers' season. Certainly, domestically, we've had the moments. You know, we've been here in a final and missed big opportunity on that day. We've been here today in a semi-final and missed big opportunities to change the direction of the season. It's been in our hands, uh, even against a really, really strong opponent, a stronger Celtic team as I've seen. Our Rangers team have gone out there and performed well today, but where it counts in both boxes, we've fallen short. So in the summer, uh, there will be some fresh faces coming in. There'll be renewed energy, renewed ideas with some of the boys that we've got now, of course, and we'll have to do better, all of us. Barry? I, I totally agree with him in terms of 18-yard line, 18-yard line, some decent enough stuff, but where it really matters in both boxes and Rangers ain't ruthless enough whether that's trying to score goals or whether that's making sure you're defending mm. your goal and that's the, the thing that will be really frustrating them and, and disappointing them. And that's, again, what happened um, in yesterday's game. Peter, what are you thinking on what you said there about the season? It's a difficult one. You know, it was interesting when Ange spoke about Rangers last year were strong, a really physical team that done really well after coming out of the, the Frankfurt when they were getting to the European finals. That, that was a really strong Rangers team. This team's nowhere near as strong. I know they lost Bassey and what was the other boy? Aribo. Aribo and all these guys. And that's what I'm saying, that's the quality. You, if you lose them, you've got to replace them with the same level. That's what you've got to do. And unfortunately, the Rangers never done that. And I got back to it, the Josh Doigs, young Lewis Ferguson. For me... 
would they have made this Rangers stronger in the summer even? I definitely think so for me. That's me personally. I watched Lewis last night against Juventus, strutting his stuff on there. It was good. Done very yeah. well again. But mm -hmm. I'm saying, this is for me. You know, if you want to spend money, you want to be serious about it, you've got to make sure that's right in front of your nose. These players, they can play. Lewis, I'm sure, has got a, a Rangers mentality as well. You know, he's been brought up by his uncle and his father and whatever. So all these things. Because don't be lost on that. Because you can have all the ability in the world, but you still need characters that know that's why hey, this is what's demanded of you. You need that. I still need that character in your belly. You know, this is the demand. That we can't go out here losing to Celtic constantly. No winning trophies. doesn't matter how life goes on and how many formers you've got. You've got to make sure you have still got people in there that know that demand because that's not an easy thing to live with. And if you want to be successful, you have to live with that. You have to live with that demand and you have to demand that from everybody else around about you. Barry, that's from a, a Celtic great you're hearing it as well, that Rangers are missing that. And the fact yeah, that Lewis I, I was 150 all, miles away. Yeah, I think you've always got to have a bit of that yep. Scottish mentality within the, the yep. squad, no, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. And I watched the game last night and I've said that, listen... I don't care what people think if I'm, if I'm being honest with you. It's not just because he's my nephew. No. For the price, it was a no-brainer a no for me. Why did that not happen? Is there a... There's something well, you strange. You ask people yeah, at Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I watched him last night um, for 80 minutes before they get took off. You can see his games went up a level. Mm -hmm. He's been coached really well out there. He sees the game differently, you can tell. He's he's, he's more intelligent in terms of where he, he makes his runs and then he'll come back in and he'll sit at, at certain times of the game. So, yeah, it was um, it was one where I thought at least they... I thought they would have showed um, a bit of interest. I know we spoke about it before. Do you think they looked at it, Barry? And because he was doing a job for Aberdeen, he changed his position mm. uh, when Aberdeen were going through a tough yep. time. They changed his position to more of a deeper one. And Lewis is more of a, a number eight, if you yeah. understand the point of people talk about it. He's not a sitter. He wants to go and get in the box. He's a goal threat. He can finish. But he's more of a box-to-box -box okay. midfield player. But that, that, could, that could have been a reason, Granty, but you've got to look back in previous Absolutely. times when he played in well, the number exactly. eight position. hundred um, percent. So that's that, the point I was going to yep. make. You know, that, that's, not you you I mean, he, that's not the role you were bringing him for. Yep. You, know, you, you, you need midfielders in, in the threat. In the two, but his best position is getting let off the leash and getting beyond the Absolutely. striker and getting in people's faces. So I just think there's good players here. And, and I'm not just going for Rangers' point of view, probably Celtic. Yeah. You might yeah. think that about Celtic as well, that we're letting good players. And I think that the money that they're going for and what you're spending on foreign players and players for down in England, I think they're just as good up here. What did they pay for Lewis? I think it would be a couple of million pounds. Two million, yeah. Here's Connor in the line, a big Rangers fan. Connor, we want to ask you, Lewis Ferguson, is he one that got away? Hi, Lewis. I think so. Um, I think, you know, but add him to a list. You know, the problem for us hasn't just been ignoring, you know, players right in front of our face. And somebody like Lewis Ferguson, obviously, you know, everything about it seemed perfect that we should have got, you know, great player, his uncle, his father, both, you know, Rangers men. I mean, everything about it would tell you that's the signing to make. Problem is, at the time, and hopefully we're coming away from it, we've had people in charge where that's concerned who have been sleeping um, and who I think once we got, uh, once we stopped 10 in a row, thought job, the job was done and they didn't have to lift a finger again. Um and that's what's allowed Ange Postacoglu to come into Celtic and just absolutely obliterate us and, and dominate again because we 
we've been sleeping, you know, as good as they've been, if we had capitalised in the position we were in, there's no way, I think anyway, that would be so far behind Celtic at this moment in time. Um, absolutely, he's one of okay. a couple that we that we missed out on, I think. Yeah, good good point Connor makes there. I think, again, when Rangers were in top when they won 55, that's the best time to strengthen and go on. And that's what we were talking about earlier on with Celtic because they've been so dominant this season. I still think he'll go and sign Postacoglu, three or four players, and that makes um, Rangers' rebuilding job um, that much um, harder in the summer because they're going to they're going to keep going and getting stronger and stronger. Um, and I, I think that's the best time to, to do it. But I, I go back to it. I know there's a lot of good players out there, but I, st- I still think we miss a trick. And sometimes I, I think we we don't encourage our young players enough yeah. and don't realise how good they are. I mean, you go in Josh Doig, you go in Lewis, you go in, um, do you call him at Brentford? Hickey. Hickey. Um, players like that. How much is he worth now, Aaron Hickey? Well, they're talking 30, 35 million going to Man City. Crazy, isn't it? I mean, it? he went, he went yeah. across to Bologna for two and a half million pounds, then wow. moved to Brentford for 15. Yeah. Um, do you feel for Michael Beale? Do you think the re... Well, you do. The reorganisation the reorganization is bigger than you thought even six months ago, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, di- I didn't think it was going to be as big, yeah. but as times went on, you, you can see. Listen, there's been... I, I think he's done a good job since he's come in. There's no doubt about it. But when it really matters in the big games... Um, is that'll be the thing that'll be worrying Michael Beale but um, I think with the, the two players that he's brought in in January are certainly good players mm-hmm. um, but he, he's got a big job in his hands but I think he deserves the opportunity Michael Beale um, to, to take it forward and and I think he knows and he realises that it's a big summer ahead um, in terms of recruitment If I buy that but Paul you've got to remember that Kent no, have never stepped up you know, I mean that—that's the difference as well. For the boys, it's been—they lost. Obviously, they get good money for Bassey and whatever. You know, Aribo and whatever. But then you expect other guys to still perform, and they've not been nowhere near it. But the distractions, do you think, Morellas and Kent's well, gone for too l- listen, long? Listen, I said it at the time, and I got a lot of criticism for the Rangers supporters because did, of what yeah. I said about yeah. them. But listen, I'm no stupid. I've been in dress rooms for long enough. I played long enough. And I know what happens, and I know the feel of the players and the manager if he's been feels as if he's been let down. How you could do that with Van Bronckhorst? And I'm not going back over it again. And a big European game coming up. It's quite incredible. He should have been kicked right out the door at Rangers mm. straight after it. Were they not strong enough? Rangers I, should have I, taken I, a stand. Me personally, I, I thought that. But yeah. I know financially that's sometimes yeah. dictated. But, but I think that sets a mark and say, this club is bigger than anybody. That's the way they've got... Because then every other player knows then mm. that this club's bigger than any of them. And I think a lot of them have thought, well, listen, I'll just see my contract out. I was delighted that both of them were playing yesterday from a Celtic point of view. Morellas and Kent. I was delighted that both of them were playing because I knew then it was the same old, same old. Right. Connor? Yeah, listen, I, I think first and foremost, the, the one thing I want to say because it, it's been a talking point after the last couple of forum games, obviously the bigger picture wise, the, the, there's been an absolute mess that's been left at the club. I agree with Peter's points on uh, Ryan Kent and, and Alfredo Morellas. For me, you know, Morelos, I, I, I'm done with him. He, he needs to go. The sooner we get Cholak back to fitness and starting again, the better. Because, yet again, he doesn't turn up against Celtic. I think it's three goals in 26 mm-hmm. or, you know, appearances against him. Kyogo 
scores every week. Can um, I tell you, just today in the record, for example, I've got it here in front of me, they gave him five points, this is for Morelos, and the words are, cheered off by the jubilant Celtic faithful after yet another derby defeat. Hold-up play yeah. was decent, but Rangers need so much more from their man up top, or their men up top. And he was the number one striker two years ago. He was, but this is the thing, you know, um, and, and, and it comes on to another point. The issue we've had against Celtic hasn't, you know, Morelos is one factor and he's been poor, but the back line hasn't helped us out. The last three games against Celtic, I'm moving forward to say this, isn't about, oh, you know, mentalities of players, it's about basic mistakes, schoolboy level defender costing us. It's about gifting Celtic. Every one of the last three games, we have handed them at least one goal, if not two, as it was at Celtic Park, on a silver plate. I mean, that one there, Play to the whistle is the oldest thing. But should it have been a free kick to Celtic? Yes. I don't know why the ref didn't vote for it, but he didn't. So we have to keep playing and clear it. We didn't do that. We just, you've got seven players who just all stopped playing football. That's criminal. Absolutely criminal. And I know Peter as a manager, Barry as a captain, you'd be pulling your hair out if your back line's doing that. And then the mistakes we've made, you know, against Celtic, that's what's costing us because I don't think, I think we've competed well enough in, in, the, in the middle of the pitch with Celtic. Actually, like a midfield has been let down badly in the last two old firms by either side of them at the park, by the top not doing the work and by the, the defence not doing the work. Connor, see if you're calling in this time next year, what do you think your point would be to Barry and Peter? I, I'm jumping ahead because you're right, Morelos is gone, going, going, gone. Same with Kent. What do you, I guess I'm asking you, have you got faith that Michael Beale and the board will have the tools and the players to win the title next season? Some faith. I think Michael Beale's a very good coach. Mm -hmm. I think it's about the backing he gets now. I'm not so sure I've got the faith in, in the board just yet. He needs backing. We're going to see a mass... I think a number of players are going to go out and we're going to have to get, I think, at least nine or ten players mm -hmm. out the door and in the door. Um, that's going to be tough. But one thing I will say that Michael Beale has got to do because he's not going to get any more time to do it. He said, three cracks at the whip at Celtic. He's going to get a fourth one in two weeks' time. After that, he's got the new season. If he continues to lose games to Celtic, it doesn't matter what he does. He's going to be consistently under pressure because that's an expectation of a Rangers or Celtic manager. You have to beat the other team. Yeah. So in that respect, I think he's maybe got six months of the, the new season till the split. If it's still no, no changed, mm -hmm. we've still no beat Celtic and we're still behind them, I think he's in trouble then. It's a big gift though, a lot to happen. Barry, what would you say finally to Connor? If we Connor? don't beat Celtic, I'll not be here at this time next year. <laughs> <laughs> You'll move to somewhere sunny. Yeah. I'll be in a dark cupboard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Connor. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Yep, thanks very much. 0808 17 17 700. Chris will be back. He's just practising for tomorrow night. Where, uh, hopefully <laughs> He's giving the weather for tomorrow. I wasn't too bad tonight, I have to say, Barry. Points out of yeah, 10. Is that a 4 or a 5? That's how you yeah. were <laughs> Is that a um, I'm just looking at some of the scores here. That's always difficult. I used to have to do it in the Sunday Mail occasionally, giving people number, you know, out of 10. Barry Ferguson, how many did I give you? Uh, I, back I, I don't care yeah. what anybody says, any ex-player or current yep. player. Mm. That's the first thing you do. Honestly. Yeah. Next day after the yeah. game, I would open it. And yeah. especially when it was Mark Greedy that was doing the uh -huh. games. Yeah. I remember a few times he gave me a few fives. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> 
you can tell. So he's here always. You used to get yeah. angry at it, but you know yourself. Yeah. Didn't you? oh, I just thought that was a top game. mark. We're <laughs> 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 going back in the lines in a second or two. Ange Postecoglou has looked forward to the cup final. It's Celtic against Inverness. All the talk about the semi-final, but yep, there's still a game to play. Yeah, no, what's a game? And um, it, it was a decent game of football, to be fair. I thought both teams. Um, you know, play some good football on a big occasion and, um, you know, it's a big prize for them both and we'll look forward to it. Like I said, it's still, it's kind of a month away. So, um, you know, what we've done is we've given ourselves a chance to, to have a special season. Um, you know, we, we haven't done that yet though. You know, we've still got to, you know, uh, win the league and, and then get the opportunity to, to, to play off in the cup final and, um, you know, when it comes around, we'll be ready for it. Here's Thomas on the line from Easter House. Good evening, Thomas. Hey. Evening, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Barry's okay. Hi, Peter, Barry. too. Hi, Barry. Um, hi, just a point about Rangers in general. Yeah. Um, I, I think, see, watching the, I come back from the game yesterday. Um, I was talking to my dad. I was, I was, what I said was, see, the Celtic boys, they give everything yesterday. They put everything on the line. Every, they believe everything I supposed to go and go tell them. They'd run through a brick wall for them. How many of the Rangers boys could look in the mirror and say, I gave everything yesterday, I put everything on the line, I gave everything for, for the club yesterday? There's no many. That's the problem. Celtic are a better team than us, we know that. But we just, there's too many, just don't want to be there. And that's my biggest problem. It should be a given. See if I'm honest, Thomas. Yeah. You should always go out and give up a, a, a hundred percent. There's that, that, that for me. You shouldn't even need to ask players to go and do that. Um, I just thought yesterday some of them were off it. Uh, I, I don't think they they go out there with the mindset no to try. I thought they tried, but it just wasn't good enough. It was in between the boxes. Was all right, but. In both 18-yard boxes, that's when it really matters, Thomas, and it's that's where we're struggling at this moment in time. We're switching off, conceding some silly goals, and we're not being ruthless in the, the attacking third. Barry. Thomas. Yes. See, see, I know, you, I know, obviously, professionals the gear that they've got and they, they try their best. I get that. Mm -hmm. But do you know, thing that some you know, probably you and Peter know, obviously, do you know, you need some you need, the Celtic boys just gave that wee bit extra yesterday. And they put they their, came, they? I, I think they put I their body on the line. There's, there's no doubt about that. When Rangers were putting them under a wee bit of pressure and throwing a few balls into the box, I think Celtic certainly defended. Um, if it was uh, their last ever game, they, they, they did, no doubt about it. Um, I thought they were they were strong defensively. And that, see, to be honest, that's probably the best I've seen Celtic defensively. Peter, do you agree? Listen, it's very, very difficult and Barry's 100% right because you've got to remember you're representing the supporters are watching you, your family's in the stand. So I genuinely believe a player doesn't go out there to try. You know, I genuinely believe that. But you say the one thing the Rangers fans would be expecting for their players, if Paul Cooney's got the ball, I'm going to take it off him. If Barry Ferguson's got the ball, I'm going to take it off him. I'm going to fight and scratch and bite and give everything. And if I end up losing, I end up losing, leaving everything on this turf here. That's why we're saying about the goal. Barry's making the point. Why don't you stand in front of the ball? Simple detail. Why is the cross coming in? The full-back's not round and heading the ball away. Because people say wingers don't want to head the ball. There was only one guy wanting to put that ball in the back of the net and there's only one guy who wanted to defend it. And that's the difference. And that's when it makes people get frustrated. You know, 
And I can understand why you think they don't try. And I, I can imagine all the Rangers legions in the crowd they're desperate to be on that pitch and playing and fighting and scratching. And that's a massive part of the game. Forget all the talent. The talent only gets you so far. Please believe me. But if you've not got that guts, that determination, that fire in your belly, you'll end up being what Rangers are, second. You'll not end up being first. Uh, and uh, that is the difference. And, and you know what? I understand where Thomas is coming from. He's frustrated. Like all Rangers. I'm frustrated watching it yesterday. And, and the first thing you think is, are they, are they trying hard enough? I do generally think they are going out and trying their best. But at the end of the day, their best just isn't good enough at this moment in time. And I think that comes from looking ahead to the summer and Michael Beale making sure he brings in guys who have not just got good quality. That's secondary for me. It's bringing guys in who are prepared to work hard, as Granty says there. It was all about, sometimes when I wasn't playing a bite, scratch, I'd do any, nip, I'd do anything to win. And that's what Rangers need to find. Did you expect more from Rangers in the second half? Michael Beale was asked that. They'd gone a goal down just before half-time. Yeah, we always felt that we could carry a threat. And in the second half, we came out. We made a lot of good running in the game. But again, we're missing big chances, similar to the cup final here uh, in the second half. Again, we've we've missed big chances today. And, and so it's, it's for the players, it's... it's um, when you're giving them feedback, well, what do you want in the game? You want opportunities in, in, in their end. You want possession of the ball. You want to be able to take the game to them. All that happened today. And if you get the opportunity and you don't take it and, and you make an error, then you're going to fall short against a good team. And uh, out there today against the two teams, both teams went head to head. And, and ultimately, we had moments in the game to win this game. We have in the previous games against Celtic as well, and we've fallen short. Barry, fallen yeah, short. Yep. Yeah. That, that's in big moments. I mean, when you look at yesterday, I'll go for Celtic's point of view, never really created much. The one chance they do get from Rangers' mistake is they punish them. And Rangers are not doing that at this moment in time at, at both ends of the pitch. And, and listen to Michael Beale, he sounds a bit deflated to me. It's understandable, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. understandable. And Thomas is the same. I, I'm sitting watching the game and I don't think actually Rangers have played poorly yesterday. I thought they were okay in the game. But it's just so frustrating um, when when you're obviously your fiercest rivals don't play anywhere near that I've seen them play this season and they still manage and find a way to win the game. But that's what good teams do. Yeah. do you know and what that's what Rangers need to find. Do you know what it sums up, Barry? I look at it and I watch the game and I was thinking about it after it and I'm looking at Celtic's front three. So Kyogo works his socks off, you know that, runs in behind, whatever. So we know that. So he doesn't score the goal yesterday but his work ethic was phenomenal. Jota scores the goal, made his work ethic, phenomenal. Jota worked hard, but got a goal also. Yeah. That's their front three. Now I'm looking at it and I'm saying, right, Morelos, nothing. Ryan Kent, nothing. So Celtic's best defenders have been their front players with the determination yeah. and guts to stop the opposition trying to play. And Celtic didn't play well yesterday. Rangers said there'd be moments in the game and they'd have chances here and there. But Celtic still found a way. They the centre-halves who were defending their box really well. But as you say, you've got to make sure the opposition are finding it difficult to play when you're not playing well. And Celtic's front three summed that up for yeah, me. Yeah, but they, ne they never played well. But the only bit of quality was made is Paul and, and, and Jota. That's what I'm saying. The front three affected it compared yeah. to yeah. Rangers. Sometimes yep. you have games where you're really poor. You, you know, you know after five or ten minutes, this is not going to be my day. But I tell you what, whoever I'm playing against, I'm making sure they're having a bad day as well and they're Absolutely. no dominating me. Absolutely. And that's the mindset you've got to have when you come into these these games. Because the games that I won against Celtic, Paul, I'll be honest with you, half of them 
we were bang average, but we found a way to win. Determination. Yeah, I would rather yeah. play pool Mindset. than one. Well, people yeah. used to say, yeah. how many great yeah. Celtic Rangers games have they been? Many greats, sometimes <laughs> one off, you know, Celtic 6 2 and Henrik yeah. Matt, and then 5 1 Rangers yeah. beating us 5 1. But even in the yeah. 5 1 game, we went 1 nothing up, and Rangers scored worldies that day. Yeah. But it happens, sometimes it happens, but it doesn't matter who the team is or who you're playing against, they're still going to be fighting and scratching at the end and seeing their players on the pitch giving everything, you know. And quality nine times out of ten will take over, and Celtic just have that little bit more quality at this moment. And when the going gets tough, their tough players get going they keep it I know it's an old saying but that's fact you need that as well and that's why it looks as if Rangers Blues are no trying I would never throw that at them no, I, I, I'm the same Granny. I, yeah. I don't think there's I mean a few you know what it's like after a defeat and your phone starts going crazy and then speaking to people today and that was some of the questions do you think they're trying hard I honestly do think they're going out and trying well Barry I wasn't here at the time when Neil's team lost to Rangers winning the league and Celtic were going for the 10 all of a sudden there was a few players talked about going yeah. wasn't there mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah. all, there was no crowd or that so that yeah. whatever so there was a lot of different reasons whatever but there was about four or five players not talking about not staying look what happened then it's very similar at Rangers isn't they Ken, yeah, sure. Morelos because then it was it. Edward wasn't yeah, it yeah, yeah, Ayer yeah. Christie yeah. you name it sure. so you were having all the problems mm-hmm. and it just shows you how it can sink into your group yeah. and that's the difficulty I have with it because it shouldn't be allowed to sink into your group get rid of them or don't have them near you as soon as they start not giving their all Rangers need the season to end as quickly as possible yeah. get into that summer window get the recruitment right and get started for, for pre-season and another thing when I watch Rangers as well again we keep going back to it and I think me and Grant have mentioned this a number of times we're all going about bringing good players in right I get that but they need to have the right mentality but do you know what they need to have they need to be Athletes as well. Yeah, there's not enough legs. I don't think to get about the pitch, and that's what Rangers need. Do you know where you were 15 years ago today, Barry? Oh, tell me. Yeah, no, it's a good one. It's the May the first. Although I think you, did you miss a penalty? That's not oh, the point geez. I'm making. <laughs> it's no, a good one. No, 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 sorry. I'll start that bit again. James, can we take that out of the podcast? Barry, you qualified for uh, UEFA oh, Cup is that final. Fiorentina. Fiorentina. I missed the first penalty the shootout as well I know, I know. That, that is yeah. the longest walk that I've had to go back <laughs> to the boys because everybody's cuddled yeah. we're in a row sure. um, I go up I, you know it's like penalties I was like right captain I need to go up and take sure. the, the first one I miss it and I'm just thinking to myself no. don't tell me I've blew this mm-hmm. but you didn't no, no thankfully um, that must be one of the missed, great Moments for yeah, you. Though, do you know what? When the see when I think it was Novo who scored the the winning penalty, it was just relief for me. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. relief more than anything else. I just yeah, great um, picture that I'm showing you from the paper today. Nacho Novo with the late great Walter Smith. You see it there yeah. uh, on that night, and you were in a European final. I'm just thinking about that there when we're talking about you know the woes of Rangers at the moment. This is a massive summer for them and for Celtic. Celtic fans were on earlier on what are the possibilities under oh. Ange Postacoglu I did notice the way he, he I'm just laughing at me one of your, your best days uh, you, you missed, missed a penalty oh, I know sorry I was, <laughs> I, I was giving you the chance to say what it was and Peter Ange Postacoglu he absolutely loved that at the end he was up like a Kyogo at the end the way he was you know enjoying that special moment but you've got to remember Paul as players as managers not most, the pressure on the manager obviously never mind Celtic but the pressure on the managers to Not win yet. every game to, yeah. to, to, to win every game yeah. every game forget it now it's hearts that's the next game you've got to win that then the next Rangers game it comes up 
there'll be pressure on to yeah. win that. And it's a slightly different pressure, but it's still pressure because you want to be into the summer, you've beat Rangers for the last time, you know, you've sort of put that final nail into it, you know, sort of thing over the season. That's what you want to do. And that's what comes, and as I say, come the summertime, the manager knows you're only champions for four or five weeks, you're on holiday. That's it. You go again. And you have to go again. Because that, what was it, Rangers won the, the, when they stopped Celtic 10, was it 25 points? Yeah, it was. Yep. It was 25 points. Yep. Look at that, how quickly that turned. And that's when, as I said to you, I went through when it was six years. So I know what it was like. And I'm telling you, if you want to feel and you want to get carried away with it, let me tell you the feeling that I had during that, that period. So I know how difficult it was. So you don't want that feeling. And if anybody does get carried away, just remember the moments. And I think that's the thing. You've got to stick in your stomach and make sure you keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and driving you on. And that's how you've got to lift it. And that's what you've got to demand from everybody else. Barry, your final thoughts. What would you do if you were Michael Beale just now? You believe in Michael Beale, don't you? That he is going to be able to do it? Yep, that yep. And, and you know what? I, I think he deserves the opportunity. Mm. He's going to get the opportunity. There's no doubt in my mind. He knows the summer's a, a big one. And yep. I think he'll get also... January, even if the if things are not going to plan next next season, but I think he knows how how important. I think he's come in and he thought it wasn't as big as it it's going to be, but now it's um, it's it's major for for Michael Beale and it's making sure he gets the the right um, all round type of player to, to come in. And um, as I said, it's not going to be four or five. I think it's. It's, it's double that but the next five games are all about making sure they don't go out in a whimper mm-hmm. as well but also giving other players the opportunity to see if they're the, they're the ones that can take Rangers forward but yesterday was just a, a major disappointment because that was their last chance to to make sure because Rangers were holders remember yeah. and it's a brilliant trophy to win the Scottish Cup so yeah frustrated and disappointed and Peter for Celtic still to finalise the league have it as soon as possible is what they'd want and then cup final day June the 3rd absolutely but let me tell you you play Hearts and you win the league who have you got next yep. Rangers, Rangers. Yep. what you're desperate to do is beat Rangers that's that's the feeling you've got to be when you're playing with Celtic or Rangers that's the way it's got to be that's why I'm saying you never get carried away with it because you have to win the next game as well you know that's it doesn't matter whether you're champions or not if you're playing a Celtic Rangers match <laughs> you better try and win it you know, and that's what the fans demand and that's why we're saying that's what you want for the players as well to make sure that they're given everything and unfortunately for Rangers supporters they think that because the Celtic just have that bit on them at this moment in time they have that determination that guts that when they're not even playing well they still find a way Thanks to everyone who called in tonight Thank you Barry Thank you Peter it's a pleasure Back again uh, tomorrow night at five the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.